Hello, and welcome to the Blaze Experience. You're coming back for episode 8. We are back to talk about Sea of Thieves again. Today we are going to be talking about PvP and Sea of Thieves. That is our main topic, so we will be talking about hand-to-hand combat and also ship-to-ship combat. But of course we've had some latest news in Sea of Thieves as well. So we're going to talk about some of the latest patch notes. And then after that, we are going to talk to our guests a little bit and find out a little bit more about his background and the community he's leading. But without further ado, I will introduce our guest. Our guest today is the leader of Black Spot Shanties. name is Zingster, and he has come here today to talk some PvP with us. So welcome to the show, Zingster. Hey, how, how are you? Good, yourself? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. So what have you thought of Sea of Thieves so far? Have you liked it? It's very vanilla, you know? Got, there's got a lot you can add to it. But for the most part, what they have done so far has been pretty good. You know, there's not nothing really messed up. They get the errors and uh, crashes fixed. And for the most part, they're doing good. Combat's good. And I can't really complain too much about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think what's great about it is they actually want to fix the issues. And they actually care about, you know, adding more stuff to the game. And they do it at a reasonable time. Definitely. Every week they're having a new patch to yeah. update things. So Yeah. But speaking of that patch, we will get into the latest patch that just happened today. The biggest new thing with this patch is they rebalanced some of the weapons. They added more damage to the Eye of Reach and reduced the Blunderbuss damage. So what are your thoughts on this? For the most part, I think the Blunderbuss kind of took away from like all the other weapon utility. So like a pistol and everything like that. And as a sword, uh, it kind of took away from uh, using those as much as a blunderbuss. You kind of just two shot off that, really. And uh, you just couldn't up in the face. With the eye reach, though, damage increase, it actually gives players a reason to be farther away from the target. So it's added more variety of playing style. So you're not just using blunderbuss and that's it. Right, I definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to help the game a lot. Because with the blunderbuss, a lot of people are just one-shotting with it. But now it actually adds more tactics in the game. Because... Now you can't just one-shot with the blunderbuss, hopefully, and you have to use more tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely more tactic-based. And a lot of players complain about the Eye of Reach, how it didn't really have a use, so hopefully with the increased damage, it has more of a use in the game. Yeah, I don't think I ever actually used it. I used the pistol more than anything. Yeah, the pistol is a little more versatile, so it, it has a lot more uses than the Eye of Reach, but hopefully this will help the Eye of Reach. Yeah. But some of the other updates, they were a little bit smaller of updates, but they are ones that were in the patch. The ferryman message is nailed to the door that instructs players how to scuttle their ship. Basically, Rarez said that this is a way that you can get out of the griefing scenario where players keep dying from the same crew. So I think this is helpful for players that don't know about the scuttle option. Then they also fix issues with players not being able to equip a second weapon. I think this is a huge one because I've had some points where I load into the game and I don't have a second weapon. So I don't know if you've noticed this. No, I haven't had an issue with it. I have had some guild members that actually haven't had an issue with it. About, on average, at least two or three people complain a day on our uh, server saying, hey, we got an issue with it. But uh, I think they refreshed the game and restart the game and they didn't have the problem. Yeah, that's what a lot of players were having to do, is just exit the game and then come back in to fix it. But yeah, hopefully with this patch update, it's fixed for good. I haven't had the problem yet myself. I haven't heard of anyone having the problem, but... Again, the patch update just happened, so we'll see if it's actually fixed. Uh, yeah, it was most definitely known. It was, it was pretty bad, too, yeah. Yeah, so that's another big one that's fixed. Um, some of the other ones, I don't play on PC, but there were some PC updates. The PC-only mouse binds were added. 
and updates and aim down sight sensitivity were added. Yep, that's definitely a, a must-have. Do you play on PC yourself? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of uh, FPS-based games. Obviously, this is a basic first-person shooter. Uh, you always have the option to change the sensitivity when you're uh, aiming in, and it definitely brings it to that uh, level. Which is good because it said yeah. basically it makes it more imperity with controllers. What they're trying yeah to do, so. yeah they're trying to it's definitely it helps because when you aim in it felt like it's such a sluggish thing you have to aim out and aim back in a couple times. Where an Xbox I played on Xbox too you have it just it felt like it's all simultaneous and it was felt a lot more smooth. Which that's good and I'm glad yeah. that you can actually attest to that because as someone who plays only on Xbox I wouldn't really know if it's really going to help or not. So yeah, that, that's good. That's going to help. Some other issues, though, I guess in South America, there's poor ping times. They've improved that, so that's nice for the players that are in South America. There's been multiple server and client crash infixes. Enabling non-directional chat will no longer allow non-crew players to be heard anywhere in the world. And those are just a few of the other issues that were touched on. Yeah, that's good. But one of the bigger issues that I have heard a lot of players complain about, I personally haven't noticed it, but they were still trying to work on some players have lost like their tattoos or their scars or things like that when they first picked their pirate, and they still haven't officially fixed this issue. But they are working on it. I don't know if you've noticed anyone in your community. Actually, no, I, I don't think we have any complaints yet. We've got 300 people now, and I, I don't think we ever heard about that. Yeah, I've seen some people on Twitter really complaining about it. One person yeah. like really went after Joe Need about it, but... I don't really see it as being a huge issue because even Rare themselves said it was just limited a couple of players, but I guess those couple of players are really loud about it. Yeah, I can see why. Especially if you add a tattoo or whatever, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, if you have, you know, red hair and it changes to, like, blonde instantly, then that's kind of... Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I wonder if that's actually... I'll look on the forums right now. But that's one of the issues they're still trying to work on. They're also still trying to work on the bounty quest issue, where if you go to an island, the skeletons don't spawn. Obviously, the workaround for that has been to sail away and then sail back to the island when you hit the title card. But they're still trying to work on fixing that. I've had that issue once. I haven't had it all yet. So, I mean, a lot of these issues... It's a little I confusing don't... at first, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, a lot of these issues I haven't seen done, but I guess some players are having a lot of issues with them. But they're really good. Uh, Rare is really good at, like, if there's a, about a, a few amount of people that have the problem, but they still see, like, two or three guys, you know, whatever, having the problem, they will pick it out and figure it out for them. So they don't need a whole, like, hundreds of people coming at once saying they don't they have the problem. They'll have a small group and deal with it, which is really nice because they're actually taking time looking at each individual post sometimes. Right, which I think is nice because a yeah. lot of games you'll find where it, they you need, have to like, have, a million people to yeah, actually Yeah, they need a lot of people to actually yeah. get a, a good response. But with this, Rare will just take a couple of complaints and actually try to work on the issue. Which yeah, is their nice. format, their uh, moderation, uh, moderator team for, for on the forums is pretty good, usually active. Another known issue that they've had is where during purchasing of voyages, it's not properly explained that the stock refreshes at 6 a.m. every day in game. Yeah. So I guess some players are having issues buying voyages without realizing that it'll refresh afterwards. See, I didn't know that either. I was just kind of guessed at it. Yeah, I didn't officially know that myself either, but... I guess if you're trying to buy a ton of voyages, then that's where you'd notice the issue, but I haven't tried to buy a ton at once, so. Yeah. Another issue I hadn't heard about before that seems like a big issue if it did happen is after you beat a fort and then you try to sail away with the skeleton key, 
you sometimes get migrated to another server, and then when you go back to the fort to try and unlock it, it ends up being empty. Interesting. I wonder how that how that phasing works. Yes, I mean, that's definitely a huge issue if that does happen, because I wouldn't want to go through all the work of beating the fort and then get migrated out and not be able to get the loot. Yeah, because that's a tactic a lot of people use. They'll take the uh, stronghold key and they will leave until all the other ships leave and come back and then uh, clear the loot. But, like, I wonder if it's a threshold problem where they're trying to leave in a certain grid, uh, grid block and they come back. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I don't know exactly know what the issue is, yeah. but it's good that they at least know about it and they Yeah, I never had that problem either. It. Yeah, I haven't heard about it until now when they release these patch notes. So. Yeah, and... So they're probably small, so that's not too bad. Right, it's probably only a few people that noticed it. Because just the other day, I had a crew that did that when they tried to take the skeleton key and get away, and they still stayed in the same server, so. Yeah, well, I, we did it the other day, too. We took it because we had four galleons, and uh, we left. We came back. It would still work, but I could see the annoyance in that if it would happen to me. Yeah, I mean, that definitely would suck in the moment because you'd be like, um, there's no treasure here. I went through all this work and spent all that yeah. time, and I get nothing. But that's basically the main issues that were known that were fixed in the patch notes or being worked on. Mm -hmm. So we'll go into our next thing. You are the leader of Black Spot Shanties. So I was yep. going to give you a chance to talk about Black Spot Shanties. Uh, how did it start, really? How to start? Uh, I had two other friends during uh, December. Actually, I had that proper server info right now, too. Uh, the server, we started the, the guild in uh, 12, 28, 2017. I had three uh, two other friends that told me about the game, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, got access into beta, played it a little bit, and thought it was fun. And decided, hey, let's make a, a community. We was trying to originally do like a little guild concept, but the game's not built for that. So we went to more of a community aspect. And really, it's just, we started developing. We get we got a lot of uh, dedicated players, and we got this little staff going on. And uh, we've been working together to bring content to the players, help new people out, uh, get people finding groups. Because... Uh, you know, you can go to like the CFEs right or whatever, and you can find a group. But some people just don't like that large amount of people in one server. They might they like the little more like a family feel, and that's what we try right. to accomplish accomplish with Black Spot Shanties. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's great that communities like this pop up because there's only a few of them that I've noticed so far. And I think it's great that communities like yours have started. Yeah, that's another thing we do. Well, we, when we sink a ship every single time, we all emphasize in the chat and also vocally that uh, this is black a uh, black spot shanty uh, sinking your ship. And we also take uh, into the forums, always active, Reddit, everything like that. So we try to make sure everybody is aware of who's doing it and build build that, you know, like that name in the community. And does that kind of go in line with what the premise of black spot shanties is overall? Like, what is your vision behind it? Vision behind it? Well... Uh, until they add more content in the game, we're going to stay as what we are. We're going to just uh, ba be based on, you know, getting people together, getting new people, getting experienced people together, having everybody learn how to play the game, and just uh, keep crews going on. You know, have somebody that can be log come home from a, work a day of work and be like, hey, I want to play with my friends. Pop in the look, the look, are looking for group chat, and be like, hey, I want to play. And just basically, as soon unless the game develops in a way we're not expecting, and maybe a more guild-based or community-based uh, feature is added, we're just going to try to keep it as simple and as family-oriented as possible, or friendly friends and family-oriented possible. That makes sense. Yeah. And say you're like a new player that doesn't have a fleet already. Say you want to join Black Spot Shanties. How does it work exactly? How would the structure it's, work? It's actually really simple. In comparison to other guilds slash fleets, 
communities, what we do, we have an open door policy, basically. We accept everybody. You can even advance in the community all the way to up to our, uh, our uh, captain, which is basically officer ranks. You can advance all the way till then, and then there's some restrictions. But we don't require any uh, background check or anything like that. We don't require any wait, wait times or uh, being accepted. You are allowed to join a community, open door, just and but all you have to do is follow several rules. It's very simple, being respectful and stuff. And literally, it's as simple as clicking on the Discord, going to looking for a group and saying, "Hey, I'm new. I want to play." And you can you, you if people are online and they're able to play, you'll probably find a group in about five to ten minutes. Yeah, and that's definitely fast and easy. I mean, I've noticed yep. some of them actually you have to apply to. So that's yeah, we we avoided that. That was a step. That yeah. was a question at first. We was like, should we do that? And then I have actually got a lot of members coming to me saying, hey, I don't want to apply. I just want to make it simple. Something I want to do on the weekends or a day after work. And I was like, hey, join here. And we have a lot of people that love that uh, that uh, tactic. Yeah, I definitely think the application tactic might detract people. It, it deters really... a lot of people, yes. Right. I mean, maybe if you're really dedicated, you might want to apply. But I think anyone that just wants to play for a short period or something, they would detract from that. Yeah, it's definitely a very good system where the member doesn't have to really try uh, for promotions. They just have to message a captain and say, hey, I've been here for this certain amount of time. We verify it and then we promote them. And that's about it. Not too hard. Not too simple. Yeah, sounds pretty easy to me. So, yeah. But in terms of leading Black Spot Shanties, what does that like for you? Does it take away from the game at all or do you enjoy the leading of us? Actually, no. Okay, so uh, if I was a I don't play with the same group. I have so many, we have so many members. I make it a goal for all the captains to play with multiple members if they can. Uh, I always have a new group of people I can play with every day. I always play with the new people that need help. So does it take away from playing? Uh, if I want to play with my friends, I can. But most of the time, I always try to make a point to play with new people and you know get to know them. Uh, every night, if I can, I'll jump into Discord and talk to all the, gr- the groups going and see how they're doing. Make sure everything's good, no complaints. It doesn't really take away. There is a lot of managing and there's a, there's a lot of thinking and time put into it. But we have a really awesome staff here. Uh, we have people that are, we have people managing uh, websites. The website we have pe- uh, we have a person managing the website. We have multiple server staff for the Discord, and we have uh, PvP, PvP captains that help teach people, PVE captains and role playing captains. So we have a lot of people helping. So it's not too much of a load on me. Which that's definitely always good because if it's all it's on definitely you, then that good, makes a good it group hurt. of people. Very good group of people. And I know you also release videos sometimes as well is it difficult for you to do that part no not really so uh, it's based on what information what we start doing i start i try to do is i release videos saying giving an update what's going on in the guild what's the idea we went from that because nobody has time to sit there and watch a four minute video sometimes we went from that and i just have a a daily reminder or a guild reminder thing where i just type at everyone and they can read from it saying hey this is what needs to happen and that's updated more often than the videos yeah, that sounds like a good system. So Yeah, we try to make sure we don't waste people's time, but we also give what they want as that structure. Definitely. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about Black Spot Shanies that people might not know about it? If you're a new player, if you're an experienced player, a new streamer, we do have a, we have a lot. We, have, we also share the streams within the community. So if you're looking for people to watch your stream when they, if you want time, you can, we, we can post that info to about 250 people to 300 people at a time. You're a new player, we accept everybody. It doesn't matter age, uh, religion, whatever, gender. We accept everybody, and it's all. It's, we've only had two problems in the guild in the past four or five months, and they got banned right away. So it's a very friendly area, family oriented too. Just always accepting new members. Yeah, that sounds great for new members. So. Yep, and we do. Uh, by the way, we do have a hardcore PvP uh, um, group that has restrictions, and uh, if you uh, if people are interested in that, 
is very selected and very few that is also offered if you're if people are into that say you were more into pve do you have to play the pvp no you do not you do not have to play the single person on the server uh it's it's up to you but we do have people that are into pve uh obviously this game has more of a, a ship on ship oriented basis than anything else in the game in the other aspect we do have people that just like going on voyages, you know, finding treasure and stuff. And actually, that's a, we have a good portion to do that. And that's always yeah. an option, too. Yeah, because I know some players, they don't really like the PvP that much, so they might be more into that kind of thing. I think the biggest thing is the stronghold is the bi- big aspect in the game right now, where that's where everybody's going towards. So our stronghold, we have stronghold groups every single night. It's, it's Actually, that's what most of our guild does is strongholds. It just so happens we're fighting other ships when that happens. Right, yeah, because everyone yeah. wants that treasure, so everyone goes for it. Yeah, so it, you get a little bit of a PvE and a PvP thing, you know? A little raid concept and a little, you know, player-on-player player concept to it. Definitely, that's the nice thing about Strongholds, because you actually get both at once. I mean, yeah, I hope you get both the game once. has something else in the in future that actually has that as well. Yeah, we definitely have some high-level players that are up in the almost to 50, or some actually might be 50 now, that are able to help new members, you know, get, get ahead of the curve and, you know, catch them back up the pace. Yeah, it's definitely always helpful when you have yep. a community like that. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into our main topic a little bit. We will yep. talk about some PvP. We'll start by talking about some hand-to-hand tactics in PvP. So just some general tactics that you might want to use when you're talking about PvP. One of them is you want to make sure you're full on bananas, obviously, because if you're going to engage with someone, you might have to heal at some point. So you want to make sure you have some bananas on you, which seems like it's you know a little bit self-explanatory, but new players might not really think about that i agree with that one i forget about sometimes yeah it always sucks when you get into combat and then you realize oh shoot i have no bananas so yeah but some other general tactics you definitely want to jump around or zigzag a little bit especially if somebody's got a gun pulled up on you because obviously if you're just standing there they're going to have a straight shot to you so you want to try and make it a little bit harder for them to hit you yeah especially with the sniper becoming a meta and a blunderbuss is not uh, you're zigzagging on a ship while you're fighting another ship. Zigzagging could actually probably save you from getting uh, clipped off. Right, definitely. Yeah. Because if you're just zigzagging around, it's going to be harder for them to hit you. Yeah, most definitely. Especially with the sea and the current and everything. Yeah, you'll have definitely a harder time being hit. Especially, like you said, if they're trying to snipe you with the eye of reach. I mean, it's going to be really hard to do with that because mm-hmm. you kind of have to time that perfectly. Yep. But another general tactic, I don't know if you've used these yet, but there's hotkeys you can actually use for your left and right buttons because they're not used as anything right now. I usually hotkey the bananas in my bucket to mine. Do you use those at all? So on PC, I, on, on Xbox, I'm not for sure how it works for you guys. But uh, for PC, uh, it's as simple as pressing a button and a list comes up and you can literally mouse up or whatever and select the option. So we don't actually have a necessity. We You can hotkey, uh, but I'm pretty sure I actually haven't tried the hotkey, but I'm more than positive you could. But there's no real reason for me to do it. Because we can just open the menu instantly and get the option. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. On, on Xbox, it's a little bit more pertinent to do it because... Yeah, it is. I think I've tried it a couple times. It, it seemed like it took a lot longer. But if, for anyone that wants to know on Xbox how you would do it is you open your menu, go into settings, and then you just scroll down. Currently, there's nothing selected for your left and right D-pad. So you can basically select those left and right to anything you want. I would recommend bananas in your bucket because obviously bananas, you're going to need a lot to heal. And the bucket has multiple uses. You know, say you're fighting gold skeletons or mm-hmm. say you're trying to sink somebody's ship or something like that. But those are the ones I'd recommend hotkeying. 
But let's start talking about swords a little bit. So what are some tactics you'd actually use with a sword if you're using hand-to-hand combat? So a- actually, swords are my favorite weapon. Uh, obviously, with the Thunder Blast being the current me- the previous meta, swords weren't the best option because they can literally just, uh, you know, they can back go backwards and shoot you, whatever. You can block and then attack. And go straight back to blocking. As long as you're holding the blocking button and uh, and you just uh, use the button to, to attack with, with left click or whatever the button is on the uh, Xbox. Most players don't realize that. Uh, it's really good. I, I use it nine times out of ten. If you're fighting against a person that is, uh, you can also zigzag while you're doing it too. So if you zigzag and sword block at the same time, uh, unless you're using a flood blast, they're gonna have a really hard time actually getting to you. So you can actually uh, close that little that gap between two the uh, two of you and go into a combo. And fight them, and it's 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 really good. I've taken on three or four people at once because they didn't know how to handle that. And is there any tips you'd have for players on how to go about this blocking? Simple as uh, say if you're on a computer or whatever, hold down the block button, hold it down, approach the player, and then if you're on a computer, left click, and it does you go into the left click. It's like a, a two hit, two swipe combo, and once you actually hit the target, it goes into a couple more swipes. While holding the block button the entire time, and you you're doing the left click. You as soon as you're done at actually doing the initial attack or doing the the attack uh, attack on the uh, screen, it goes straight back to blocking. So if they try to lunge at you, you're already blocking again. Yeah, and which that's definitely helpful at that point. That is, yeah, that is like, that's essentially like the best thing ever because it, and if you're zigzagging, say if you're going against a person that's using a pistol and you're zigzagging, they're gonna have a hard time hitting you. You're closing the gap and you're just going straight into that sword swipe and you're blocking in case they pulled their sword out. So you get the best of both worlds in a sense. Right, and then they'd pretty much have to use a blunder rush or something to take you down. They would have to use a blunder. And uh, thankfully that got uh, a little bit nerfed. Right, which we'll talk about that more in a second. But yeah. One of the other tactics with a sword that we didn't mention yet is the sword lunge. Do you want to explain yeah. to players how that works? I am not a fan of the sword lunge. The only time I ever used it was just going off onto island. I feel like as if you would sword a lunge, the player can move to the left or right a lot easier and, use, and, and uh, to cap you off of a, wet, of a gun. You know what I mean? So I feel like, right? Because you're the thunder, I don't. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. You're you're kind of you. You're not really controlled. As soon as you initially leave, you uh you uh bound off. You're not initially in control really, and then you just end up landing where they know you're gonna land at because they can predict that. So I feel like it's not the safest tactic, with a uh, blocking into then attacking, uh blocking and moving around. I feel like you have more control of where you're gonna be land at. No, I would definitely agree with that. I yeah. Mean, I think the best use of the sword lunge is maybe after you already used a gun on someone, they're already damaged, and the sword lunge is going to kill them. Yeah, if they're trying to run. If they're, if they're trying to run or something, they have the back to you. I can see that being an option. Yeah, because if they're already hit by a gun or a sword or something like that, yeah. they're already damaged. And then if you sword lunge them, that's probably going to kill them at that point. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the sword lunge is more of a tactic that I would use in PvE. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you can instantly kill a skeleton with that, like a any, right. any basic skeleton. So sword lunges, I would recommend not using it as much for PvP, but maybe if somebody's already It's good damaged. if they're trying to make distance, if you're trying to get a distance between, or the target doesn't realize you're there. But if the target's aware of you, they can literally sit there and go to the left or right of you, or go out of the area and shoot you. Exactly, and then they're yeah. going to have the upper hand at that point, so. Yeah, most of the time. So yeah, definitely if you're using a sword, you know, use some more blocking tactic, use some general tactics like zigzagging, things like that, that'll help you more. But yes, I agree. You started talking about the blunderbuss a little bit, so let's get into some gun tactics. What are some tactics you'd use with the blunderbuss? I've noticed this. I don't. So as of uh, this, these updates came today, right? Yes. I have yet to. I have yet to actually experience what the blunderbuss does now. But 
I've actually noticed players not using a sword and using just a pistol and a blunderbuss, and they would shoot the blunderbuss and then go into a pistol and shoot you. I've noticed that would be a big trend amongst a lot of players. I've always yeah, I've picked, seen that too. I've always picked this. What I've always done was a sword, and then I would uh, pick like maybe a pistol or a blunderbuss, uh, depending on which what my mid was. What I did was a blunderbuss into a sword. If I if I could if uh, so when you're going to the ship and they go down the lower deck, they usually go around in circles. Try to pick them off with a blunderbuss, and if, and if you get at least one shot on them, you can go and hit them twice and kill the sword. So that was something I always did. Uh, there's multiple ways to do it. There's people have all these crazy ideas. I feel like the, I feel like maybe my idea won't work now with the update, but uh, either two shots of a blunderbuss, or uh, I'll say a blunderbuss and a sword, or a blunderbuss and a, we- a pistol shot. Yeah, I mean personally, I'm not the hugest fan of the blunderbuss, and especially more so after this update. I mainly only use the blunderbuss when I'm trying to board or trying to prevent someone from boarding. That's the main things I use. Yeah. Or if you're on a ship and you, there's no reason to aim because it hits the area. Right. Yeah, I mean, the blunderbuss is obviously a lot more area spread. So unless you're right up next to the person, it's not the best weapon for some tactics. But obviously, if somebody's trying to board you, you can just go by the ladder, for example, and just shoot them in the face as they come up the ladder. Which is always fun, honestly. Yeah, it, it, on, a, on a ship, the blunderbuss is one of the best weapons. I feel like if you're going off a ship, I feel like the pistol might be more, more a little bit more relevant. Right. I'd agree with that, personally. Because the pistol, we'll get into that a little bit, but I think it's a great multi-use weapon because it has some close-range abilities, but it also can be used at a distance, too. So, whenever I'm going off onto an island, I definitely want to take the pistol with me, and Honestly, I don't spend a ton of time on the ship, so that's probably why I don't use the blunderbuss as much. I use the pistol more so. Usually on the ship most of the time, blunderbuss is the way to go. And kind of like you said, I have seen a lot of people using the blunderbuss-pistol combo, you know, damage one and then finish with the other. Yeah. Which I think can work, but obviously that's more for ship battles, I would say, because if you're on I would say more player on player base. Yeah, more player on player base. If you're on an island, I see a sword and maybe a—because it doesn't run out of ammo, obviously— uh, right. So I feel like a, maybe a sword and a, weapon, a pistol or something like that. And we won't talk about PvE really today in this episode, but one of the disadvantages to having two guns if you're going to PvE battles is say you're facing a certain type of skeleton. Well, if you have the jungle skeletons, you're not going to have yeah. a sword to defend yourself with. Now, I wonder if the, the Eye of Reach is actually going to be able to one-shot skeletons because I know their, hip- their health is a little bit less. I would think it might be at this point. I haven't had a chance to try it that much today, but... I mean, in terms of PvP, is there any situations you've used the Eye of Reach for yet? No, I have yet, not yet. But it will. It be uh, if you're not if unless you're hitting the upper chest, maybe face. It might be a one shot now. But uh, in the chest, so, so far we've had members saying it hits sixty eight percent before the patch, so it could potentially be hitting up to ninety to ninety five percent of da- uh, damage. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I haven't really used the Eye of Reach much at all in PvP or PvE. It's just not good enough. Not yet. Not till now. Right. Now that it has the increased damage, I think it will be a more viable weapon a little bit. The only time I've really used it at all is, say we're facing a ship and they're fairly close to us. Before we actually get close enough to board them, I try to use it to snipe people a little bit. So sometimes it works in that scenario, but that's the only scenario I've seen so far. Or if they leave their barrels in the middle of their ship. Right, that too. Oh gosh, that's the best. Oh, we'll get into some barrels. But But yeah, basically with guns, um, it's kind of self-explanatory. You want to just make sure that you're trying to get a hit marker on them, trying to shoot them. 
but the eye of reach i would say until we see otherwise is probably your lesser weapon to use out of guns because it just doesn't seem to have a ton of uses i mean obviously with increased damage now it seems like it'll help more and you can possibly one shot some with it but unless a ship's right next to you i don't really see a lot of uses for it the pistol like we said is good multi-use so that's I would recommend if you're going off your ship, if you're staying on it, then the blunderbuss might be better because the blunderbuss can prevent boarding. It's good for boarding as well. So those are kind of some of the guns and yeah. the tactics. So in fact, you don't have to aim in really and just get do all that damage. Right, definitely. Yeah. Is there any other tactics with guns that you'd recommend to players? For the most part, we don't have a. There's not really a lot left because you only have like three options for guns. Right. But yeah, basically with guns, just grab the gun that fits the situation you're going into is basically the main thing. I mean, yeah. whatever situation you're going into, if you're trying to board someone, grab a blunderbuss with you. If you're trying to, you know, keep someone at a distance, try the eye of reach maybe. If you want something that has dual options, then go with the pistol. So that's the main thing is just choosing the right gun for the right situation. But we'll kind of get into ship-to-ship PvP now because they use a lot of these tactics involved in ship-to-ship combat. So talking about some ship-to-ship combat, can you explain some tips on what you'd want to do with the cannons and how you want to aim those properly? All right, so if there's two types of ways to actually do this. Um, from my understanding, there might be different uh, concepts. When it comes to cannons, either you want to sink the ship really fast and move on, or you're actually trying to get rid of the team. So sinking the ship really fast, You'll get rid of the team, obviously, but that gives them an option to repair it more. Uh, hit the bottom of the deck near the water. Uh, obviously, that's where it starts. Uh, where water starts leaking. Right. If you're on a stronghold, our what we usually do is because people respawn so fast, we actually aim at the top of the ship and try to hit hit the players and you know take them out of the, the picture, and you try to clear the entire team that way so they actually respawn away anyways at a faster rate. When it comes to ship on ship, uh, we're talking about just cannons, right? Yeah, just, yeah, just cannons. Can, just moment. cannons. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of cannons. You gotta make sure you uh, manage your resources and stuff. For the most part, you can actually hitting the bottom of the deck sinks them faster. That's the generic information. But like, you gotta manage how much if it's actually worth using all those cannons because you're gonna be if you're going out of a group, you're gonna be out there for, on a voyage for at least an hour and a half to two hours sometimes. So you gotta manage your resources and make sure you're not wasting those cannons. A lot of times, people will shoot one or one to five cannons. Without, they'll hit the target, but they're not actually usefully hitting the target. They're just shooting the cannon to shoot it at them. They're not like, it's not like, oh, you're, oh, you're going to sink them now. We're just trying to do damage. That's it. You need to wait and act with all your team and bombard on the ship, knowing you can sink it in that uh, two-minute time period. Don't waste right. it through a 30-minute engagement when you can do all of it in two minutes. And I've noticed a lot of people, too, they fire when the opponent's way too far away. I mean... You want to make sure they're close enough to you to actually do some damage to them. You want to close them off in, a, in an area where they can't really go too fast or can't get out of the pitcher, and then unload your cannons then, so you don't waste all your cannons throughout the entire engagement. And I think the important thing to note with cannons, too, is if you line up a shot and it looks good from where you're at, you have to adjust for the speed of your ship, you have to adjust for the wind, the angle, things like that, because I think a lot of players that are newer will just... Oh, it looks like it's going to hit. They fire, and then the ship moves out of the way. You have to try and lead into it. What we do, a lot of our members do, we actually go right up beside the ship and then bombard it with cannons. We shoot about average, like, 
was a five, ten, about twenty, thirty cannons, uh, cannonballs into the ship. If that's need, even if that's needed, we do we go right beside it and bombard it and leave, and it sinks usually because it's too it's too much damage. And you prefer that overboarding them? No. So here, how we do it, um, what we do is uh, we'll go near the sh- the ship. If we can get one person to get on that ship, we try to do it. Obviously, that's not going to happen every time. But we get closer to a clip. We don't ever shoot really like in that distance where it's kind of iffy if you'll make it or not. We we go right up beside it and shoot it. Try to close it out as options out, and then shoot that ship down. And then and then they, usually they can't recover, and we keep on shooting usually until we know we actually can tell it's sinking on our side of the camera. Boarding, we do board a lot, but with boarding you have to you can't just clip the side of them and get two guys on the ship. You actually need to ram your ship into the middle of their ship and get them stuck for a second. Because and how we do this is really what is it really awesome too with the boarding tactics. Uh, if you want to go into that category, I can right now. Yeah, definitely. All right, awesome. So boarding, you don't really need a lot of resources besides uh, your your repair. You keep one guy on the, on the wheel. Um, you have two of your guys go down, uh, jump onto the other ship. And when you board somebody, you're usually up in the angle, so it's kind of hard for them to jump onto your ship. But you can easily jump on their ship. So you have two guys go into their ship, uh, ship down to the lower deck. At this point, when you hit that ship, they should have holes. If you got, if your team responds fast enough, they can prevent them from repairing those holes and keep them sinking. Your fourth guy that's not in the picture yet, it stays at the bottom of your guys' deck, uh, your ship, and repairs the holes in the ship, and then goes back up and protects the ship. So they're sinking while you're on top of them, prevent them from moving a little bit, and you've repaired your your ship, and all you've done is use three or four boards of your resources, and you've not used any cannons and not wasted a lot of time. Yeah, which I think that's definitely one of the great things about boarding is you're not wasting a lot of resources. Like yeah, you said, and because... you save. It, this game's all about time management. You're, it's either it's worth it or it's not worth it. You can go to Stronghold and spend four hours fighting for it and not worth it, or you can spend 15 minutes doing voyages and sometimes to be making making some worth out of it. Which also depends on the crew you're facing. I mean, some crews it's over in like a couple of seconds because they're not that good of crew, but it, it just depends on the crew. Yeah. It, def- it definitely depends on the crew. All, as the game advances, we're going to have more experienced players, you know, because based on how them playing, the community is going to get more limited. So, but we'll have those uh, veteran players be appearing more. So you're going to have a harder time. I've played against slopes that literally take forever to, to get rid of because, and we're in galleons, it's just because they're experienced players. Which some other tactics of boarding too that I didn't hear you mention yet. I don't try this one a lot, but I know some people try to fire someone right onto the ship. Have you ever tried this that much? Usually, if we don't have a solution, we try to do that, but it does usually what happens if they get onto a ship, unless they already have been damaged, they just kind of kill the player off and he responds. He or Sleesh responds. So it's kind of a waste. Most bang for your buck is how you look at it. That's how you should look at it. It's most bang for your buck. So if you want to use that player to do it, make sure you have a purpose for it. Just don't randomly do it. Make sure the, either the ship is sinking, you have a, uh, either there's explosive barrel, you know where it's at, you need to shoot it. Or trying to anchor them, you know? You want to have a goal when you do it. A lot of people just randomly do it. Right, and I think another thing, too, is it's honestly hard to get the angle perfectly to actually land them on the ship, too. So yeah. It doesn't work a lot of times. But one thing you did mention about when the person does board, and a lot of players do, is dropping the anchor as soon as you board. Yep, drop the anchor. Uh, it's literally a tap. Uh, drop the anchor. Uh, it screws them up, because now they're falling behind on their agenda. And at the for the most part, you... Uh, you actually won the battle by about twenty five percent because they they don't they're trying to re uh, reroute what they're going to do, and then they're stalled. So you can bombard if you uh if you uh, shoot a cannon, your guy in the cannon anchor the ship and they're stuck. You can bombard their ship with a cannonball. 
cannonballs and then they'll potentially sink them. Definitely, because if you're still moving and they're stagnant, then you can go anywhere you want yep. and actually position yourself perfectly. Yep, most definitely. And then the last tactic I've seen people use a lot with boarding is you kind of drive by somebody, drop somebody in the water, and have them board via the ladders. Have you tried this one too? We've had, well, we did, uh, if a ship's following us when we have loot, uh, we'll drop a guy to, uh, drop the guy in front, well, since we're in front of them, we're ship, uh, sailing away, we'll drop a guy, he'll get onto their ladder, go go up and anchor them, because they're not expecting it. Right. And then they won't see him. And that's the only time we ever drop a guy off, is if we're trying to get them to stop following us, because that's the best way to do it. Which, that's the time that we use a lot, too, because there was a time that we cleared a fort, and we had like three ships chasing us yeah so we dropped one of our guys in the water he actually got onto the ship and stalled them for a while yeah it's uh it definitely helps uh that tactic helps a lot a little bit for the most part i don't think there's a lot of use besides that uh there could be there potentially other scenarios i haven't encountered like dropping a guy off could do some damage he can't kill the entire and we i've had we have some bs members that can bss members that can do that but it doesn't win the game because their ship's not sunk yet right it's basically just a more of a stalling tactic. If you want to stall someone, then that's a good way to stall someone. It definitely is. Especially if they're on a galleon, because obviously it takes a lot longer to raise anchor. But you did mention ramming as well. How would you say you go about a ram? Like, what can you tell new players about ramming? All right, awesome. So here's what we're going to lay it out. If you have ship A, if you're going to get to a ship, ship A, your ship B, you need to, you're going to miss the ram a couple times, but you need to ram into the middle of the ship. It'll curve your ship up. Uh, have two players jump off go to their lower deck, prevent the other team from repair, uh, repairing the holes. Have one per like I, I I did explain this earlier a little bit I think. Uh, have one person manage the wheel still because you still need to be in control of being on the ship, and have one person go in your guys' lower deck and repair the holes. They can't jump on your ship as easy as you can jump on theirs. By the time they get on to your ship or they try to go down to repair your their ship, the ship is already halfway sunk or already sunk because it, there's about two or three holes. If you ram the middle of the ship. It, because if you just bounce off of it, you might not even put a hole in it. But if you ram it, you have control of where it's at. It, it stops. It's kind of weird. It shouldn't work like this. But the, shi the ship actually gets on top of the other ship a little bit and keeps them uh, uh, at a stale, at a, at a stall. Right, yeah. You definitely want to try and T-bone them if you can. Yeah, basically go right into the middle, curve it up, drop the guys off, repair, make sure your ship's repaired, and have full control of your boat still. And that works. We I've actually not failed at that yet. I've done it a couple times, and I have members that have done it hundreds of times, it feels like. Yeah, and definitely one of the keys with that is you definitely want someone on the wheel that knows what they're doing a little bit, because if you don't actually steer it perfectly, then it's not going to work as well, kind of like you said, because if you just brush by it, it's not going to really do the damage you want. Yeah, that's definitely. But as you said, also, you want to have someone repairing and bailing during ship combat, because if you don't have that, then you're going to get sunk while you try to worry about the other guys. Yep, that's a, that's a priority. And then another tactic I talked about in a previous episode that is very useful in ship to ship combat is anchor turns. Yeah, that is definitely a good one. That is a good one. We use it a lot too. Yeah, because if you're trying to get towards someone or away from them, the anchor turn works great both ways because it's just great to turn your ship around instantly and then just go back after. Uh, a little admin note on that one. Uh, if you're anchor turning, as soon as the anchor hits, have people already on it pulling the anchor back up. Some people let go and let it go and let it roll and then the anchor back up. Right, definitely. That way it makes it faster process for you. But we did mention it a little bit earlier. Do you want to talk about some tactics quick with the explosive barrels and how you can use those? I'm not a fan of explosive barrels. Not really. Uh, here's the reason why. So they're actually kind of hard to be a bigger target. People can shoot the, the shoot the target, and uh, it takes a lot. You can't. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and t a placement. It does work, 
obviously if you jump off if you say if if you have a person jump off on their boat while they're chasing you they can have an explosive barrel at hand and get on that ship and then shoot and sh uh go into the lower deck and or whatever it is and sh or on the ship and shoot it and sink you but it there's a lot of placement what ifs and techniques uh that needs to be needs to be established when you do that so i feel like there's more air room for error i would agree with that yeah i think there's a lot of room for it to backfire on you yeah there's more room for error it does work i have I have yet to actually have it happen to me and be successful because we've caught them nine times out of ten. Actually, ten times out of ten, obviously. Uh, but we've done it to other people, jokingly. I've done it. We didn't, we're just saying, like, oh, what if this works? And it has worked. But that's, but that's because the other team isn't watching our ship. That's it. That's the only time it's ever actually succeeded. Yeah, I think kind of like you allude to a little bit, it does work great for, like, if the other team doesn't even know you're there. Say they're on the island or something. If you're not you noticed, just... yeah, it's definitely a good right, time. Exactly. That's a tactic. It really does work well. I think the best use I've had for it when somebody does know we're there is I had an explosive barrel and another one of my teammates did. Basically, what we did is we swam in the water. One of us went to the front of the ship. One went to the back. and We just blew up the ship in one shot with both barrels. Have you tried that? Like I said, we don't experience a lot with the we don't experience a lot of explosive barrels. We have people, some people and we only keep it. Most of the time, because you can sell the explosive barrel, that's the only time we we actually keep it because we make money off of it more. Right. Than, we have more benefit from selling it than actually using it because it always gets failed. And then we lose about like 150 gold, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of like I said, that's the one situation that I've seen it work really well because basically we both hit them at the same time. Yeah, I can see multiple. Yeah, so you have increases your percentile of success. And especially the way we did it, too, one at the front and one at the back, there was really no way for them to repair at that point. So. No, not at that point. Sometimes even one just does the job so well right. that it's, uh, that's successful. Because kind of what happened in that scenario is yeah. they knew our ship was there, but they didn't know we were chasing. It's honestly kind of fun doing that. They had no idea, and they're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. But one tactic I haven't really tried, because I don't think it's ever going to work that much, but... It's kind of the suicide bomber tactic where someone just carries a barrel onto their ship and they try to, like, goat the other team to shoot them. Have you ever seen anyone try that? Had players jump on our ship with a barrel. We just kind of aimed. It didn't really hit the barrel with, I'll say, pistols or whatever. It hasn't been successful. Which is good that you mentioned that, actually, because if somebody tries to do that, would you recommend just trying to headshot them instead headshot of the barrel? Headshot forward to the back. I mean... Right. At that point, if they got into your ship in the first place, the group messed up. But if that does occur, obviously they can occur. Always go for the head. Definitely. Uh, Thunder Blast, obviously you're going to shoot the entire area, so pistol is probably a better choice, or the, the Eye of Reach now. Yeah, because if they did try that, they're obviously either trying to go you into shooting them, or they're going to drop the barrel and then shoot it yeah. themselves. So they're going to try one of those two items. Honestly, I don't recommend that as much, because there's a lot more room for error that way. I mean... If you get onto the ship with a barrel, that's okay, it's great, but there's probably four teammates waiting there to shoot you, so you're probably not going to detonate it. I think it's definitely a lot better to try, you know, dropping a barrel in the water or having somebody try to swim one into the ship if you're using those tactics. Mm-hmm. I agree. But those are kind of the main tactics with explosive barrels. Are there any tactics we haven't touched on with ship-to-ship -ship combat that you want to mention? For the most part, we've actually covered, I've covered everything that my group uses when I run. Other captains have different preferences. Uh, other captains have different uh, anchoring uh, anchoring and sail adjustments they'd like to do. But we've actually covered the, the things that I know are successful 100% of the time that I could explain. Another thing about BSS, we have, all these captains have different tactics. 
we all have, and they all usually work sometimes, most of the time. Uh, so that I've explained why I know that works almost 10 out of 10 times. Right, exactly. I think that's one good thing you mentioned is that everyone has their own tactics. So there might be a tactic someone else had that we didn't mention that may work for them, but everyone just has their own play style and personality with this game. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I think we've covered a lot of the basics and some a lot of the tactics yeah. that experienced players use with ship-to-ship combat as well as hand-to-hand combat. And I don't think they're going to change very soon uh, how the game's designed. Right, yeah. They'd have to do a whole game yeah, redesign. Whole three, whole 360, yeah, so right. I feel like this information is going to be uh, very uh, useful even a couple months from down the road. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, the, basically the main th- change is just that Eye of Reach might be a little more useful now because of the damage increase. That's basically the main change that has happened. Yep, I agree. But that's pretty much what we have for today's topics and everything. So I want to thank you for coming on, Singster. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad to get the word out. Glad to help some people. Always glad to make some new friends. Definitely. Thank you. And if people want to contact you or hear more about Black Spot Shanties, how can they do that? For a way, join the Discord and ask. Uh, Twitter, uh, at Captain Zingster. It's, uh, obviously, if you check the forums, it's uh, Captain, Z-I-N-G-S-T-E-R. I message on the forums, Twitter, and Discord. And as for me, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at Derek Blaze on Twitter. Or you can contact me via email. That's d.blaze89 at gmail.com. If you want to listen to the podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts and many other options. But the best way to help us right now is by listening via Radio Public. This is basically a app that helps podcasters. And if you listen through this app, then it'll help support the show. So please listen on Radio Public. And that link will be in the show notes and in the download link. But thank you again for coming on, Singster. We really appreciate it. And that's pretty much what we have for today. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Just send us some feedback and let us know how the episode was. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everyone.